Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. We're back three months later. We, no, four months, sorry. Four, four months later. Yeah. All right, and we have special guests for the next two, three-ish episodes. As long as we can keep him captive, we have my buddy Zach Wenthy with me, marketing extraordinaire. I don't know. Zach can tell you more about himself in a minute. Welcome, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, we had to bring a third microphone just for you. It's very fancy. Excellent. Yeah, it's quite the setup. All right, so uh, way back in August, we promised uh, the next episode would be about humanized marketing which it took me a while to hunt down what I was planning to talk about, but uh, I did find that. And it's kind of funny that that timing came up just to now, four months later, because all the rage right now is the entire world is talking about the AI and uses for marketing, specifically, you know, chat GPT and everything it's tied into, um, which scrolling on, you know, the TikTok feed, I get all kinds of uses for that. There was a, anyone that doesn't know, basically, you can type in any command and chat GPT does it for you. You can have a recipe, sermon. I have it writing songs about staff members around here. Um, there was a pastor that wrote a sermon with it. Um, if you're on my email list here, chances are the past couple weeks that was completely written by the AI in 30 seconds and I copied and pasted it, um, including the graphics. That's a different part of it. But uh, I just want to kind of talk through unique uses that you guys have heard because surely this has come across your world as well Zach I know it has yours um, so what are you guys seeing out there right now because it it seems right now there's a new mythical unicorn tool that can be used for anything so I you know I I think right now it's it's such a novelty that everybody's just like what can I do with it and they're throwing all sorts of commands and all sorts of you know ideas at it and and so I think right now the usage is more like it's a toy, um, but the beauty is, and what's what's interesting is the the AI behind it has been used. If you look at any of the existing commercialized like products like Jasper, um, you know, or yeah. or any of those, they're all still based on the OpenAI model. This is just the new version. So ChatGPT is not like something you know that came out of nowhere. It's actually based on on, on the past. But I think the coolest thing is like people are using it to write code. They're throwing yeah. like code into it and saying, "Hey, can you fix my CSS on my website?" And it's kicking back and saying, "Oh, you have an error here. Add this or whatever." Now I see a new bunch of applicants coming through that saying they have programming experience because they can type into that. I absolutely used it the other day to fix some SQL that my wife was <laughs> writing. She was trying to do something for uh, for some data work, and I'm like, I just threw it in there, and we were missing we were missing one of the closing brackets, and that's why it was airing out. Solved it for me. Scary efficient both i mean one it is scary but i and i and i know way less about it than you two guys do but it does seem like it's that toy face how when does it go from it's a toy to now suddenly it's a tool that people know how to use and they're just not playing with it i think when someone ties it into another software so you mentioned you know jasper jarvis whatever the current name is which we've used for a while and they've updated now to the latest version uh so it's using you know, this chat GPT or uh, variation thereof. So I think it's when it gets tied to something tangible. Because, yeah, I, I wasted a lot of time just prior to this podcast, actually, today, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes to kill. You know, I, I was in the Dolly, which is the art version of it, 
just trying to stump it basically of, of stupid stuff, you know, like dinosaurs playing arcade games in an office and you know, dinosaurs around uh, dinosaurs kind of our theme here. If you didn't know before you think I'm crazy dinosaurs burning computers and standing around them. And, you know, so yeah, there's just insane. Like you can't stump it. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the reality is the challenge that everybody's complaining about is like, Oh, use it for, use it for research, use it for, you know, writing papers. The problem is, is the AI is really good, but it's also will lie to you <laughs> because because it, it will convincingly answer a question based on what it thinks the answer is, but it's not necessarily fact. And so that's the that's the only downside I think right now where it is a novelty and it and there's a lot of use for it, but you got to use it within the constraints of of what it's kind of you know built for, which was summarizing information from the internet based on a training set of data. But it's only going to get better. And I think right now, I mean, you absolutely have to assume that OpenAI, who are the creators of ChatGPT, are, had put it out there in this research phase to test and train and improve their model, right? They, this is not an altruistic, like, hey, let's throw this out there and play <laughs> around with it. Like, this is absolutely yeah. a, a it, let's improve it for, you know, version four or whatever, whatever the next iteration is. But, you know, I one of the best use cases I've seen for AI recently um, is this company called Kai, and it's K-A-I dot A-I. And it is a chat AI for mental health. So primarily aimed at like teenagers, people who feel isolated, alone, being able to just have somebody to chat and you can talk on iMessage, you can talk on Discord, Telegram, like wherever you're at, the, the, the AI will talk. And it keeps track of like, oh, last week, you said this was really important in your life. Now it's this week you're feeling down, like, don't you remember, you know, and I'm like, that is a brilliant way of having that interaction where sometimes you don't want to talk to your family. You don't want to talk, you know, Didn't we have this before. Do you, do you remember back to instant messenger? There was one screen name you could type that would reply back. Like yeah. Smarter child. Is that what it was? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think a lot of those were just programmed messages though. It was yeah. like just, you know, prompts and, and, you know, affirmations. But I mean, like this is literally, you know, taking what you're saying and, and, and responding. And, and I think those are the kind of applications that in the next two or three years, I think have a lot of value because you don't need them to be like scientifically accurate. Like, it, you know, cause you're not trying to get like, what was the score of X game and, or, you know, solve this problem for me. It's more the communicative kind of generative AI. Um, I think that's going to have a lot of opportunity. Well, that's why I think in marketing in particular, this is a good tool because a lot of marketing is not, it's not hard factual data. It's influence. Right. It's responding to some input, right? So yeah. if you think about all the, the chat bots people have on their website, like all of a sudden, if you can throw chat GPT to, to be the, <laughs> the voice on your website, when mm -hmm. somebody says, Hey, I've got a question about, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, if you can train it to know about your company and then have them respond intelligently, like that is a huge I'm revenue. I'm sure there's someone working on that right now because I'd buy it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could see where that would be hugely beneficial. Yeah, well, it would sell itself first off of literally. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you would chat and it would sell it. Yeah. <laughs> so as long as we tell it how to take the card, we're fine. Yeah, right. take the payment. Yeah. Don't, don't share it with your other robot friends. Um, you know, pretty soon we'll have like... A, for social, emotional, I, how far out from uh, robot spouse do we have? You know, if we've, t I mean, if you want to extrapolate on where we're going, it's there. I, I mean, it is. Um, you know, whether that's, 
I mean, there's always going to be that th- that idea, right? Like of, of of somebody pushing it and saying, "Well, what's the next way of of you know dehumanizing or or humanizing the interaction?" And and so you know, back to your original concept, right? I think the it, it AI can be emotive, AI can be responsive, but it's only as good as what we train it. So I think that's that's the gap, that's the leap between you know success and not is is how good can we get at training these AI models to do things much more like us uh, so that you know you don't feel like you're responding to a to an AI bot well yeah and you can manipulate it too right so to your point earlier about it not always being factual I've come across a lot of videos where they're gaslighting it you know they tell it 10 plus 9 is 24 you know first they ask 10 plus 9 and it says 19 then they're like no it's 24 and then the chat bumps out like a three paragraph response. Oh, so sorry, you're correct. And it comes up with some bullshit explanation why it's really 24, which is strange. Right. And, and all that is is in the the algorithm itself, right? And how you program the the, the training model to, to what it's going to respond to. I think when you when we see the final version of, of what ChatGPT comes out of like the research preview, because I think they're calling it 3.5 right now. So yeah, I, I yeah. think when they come to the next version, um, yeah, the, the, the applications are really they're really interesting um kind of scary um but but i think there's potential there yeah the uh, the amount of influence and believability is is kind of scary i mean (laughs) in in the wrong hands uh with anything right but in the wrong hands this is a very strange influential tool that we're we're talking about so we're going to take a quick break as soon as we come back from the break we're going to do some live examples so we're going to type in some prompts we're going to see what we get and uh, we're gonna share it with you. I have a couple ideas and hopefully you guys do around the table. So be right back. And now, now back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. All right, we're back and it's time for some live fun. <laughs> so we're gonna play Stump the AI. Now I'm gonna go through the Jasper software, which is using 3.5. Uh, and in the command section. So hopefully we don't run out of credits here. <laughs> but uh, I haven't tried anything like this yet. So the first command I'm going to do is, you like this one, Kevin, create a 25-minute song playlist for a wedding in the United States with popular music. Oh, there you go. Think, yeah. it, can, think it can do it? I will see, yeah. And we'll go, we'll give it two shots, two separate outputs. So clicking the button. Do we have a drum roll in there? We got you do, I don't think you do. Uh, Lots of other stuff, but no drum roll, I don't think. I don't know what else buttons do. Oh, it's it's struggling a little with this one. I'll tell you, normally it's right on the ball. Struggling to finish or the results? Uh, my, uh, unless the things crashed again. So this is very in fad right now, as, as Zach said, and it did actually crash a few days ago for mm. an extended period of time. So, of course, now that we try and record it live. Sure. You never, you never try to do anything live. Never, never demo software live. No, we do. It's like the was a Bill O'Reilly clip. Look that one up, guys. We'll do it live. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, so apparently this was a terrible idea. Play us off. Play. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we go. All right. Oh, it was very detailed. It gave us explanations. That's why this took. Oh, so long. okay. So, uh, we'll see if we can get through all this. Wow. Okay. So. You're going to start off. Song one, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. 
This country rap crossover hit was released in 2019, quickly rose to the top of Billboard chart, blah, blah, blah. Perfect for a wedding reception in the United States as it captures the spirit of two genres of music that are both popular there. All right, number two, we're going Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Uh, got some background data on that again. One of the best R&B pop songs ever recorded is still a fan favorite at weddings across America today. Unique blend of hip-hop and soul brings undeniable energy. It's perfect for getting your guests onto the dance floor. After that, we're going Uptown Funk. Um, a little background on the song again. It's a great song to get people out on their feet, singing along and having fun at your wedding reception. Number four, We Found Love. Number five, Thinking Out Loud. And again, it's giving me explanations on, I guess, how it came up with these going together. Which is all, when, back when I was in the DJ world, that's all I asked my guys when we were training playlists is, okay, what was your rationale for that? Yeah, how, do you, how did you put that together? Yeah, then we're going, hey, yeah. Can't stop the feeling and marry you. I don't think those are bad choices. <laughs> um, I mean, Zach has been a DJ too. Uh, I wouldn't play any of those in that particular order, though. Well, here, here you go. You want to mix it up. So your your second option of playlist. Oh, here we go. And <laughs> well, they gave us the chorus of some of these in case we wanted to sing along while reading it. Uh, marry you, number one. And the explanation's worth reading. Upbeat pop hit, classic for any wedding reception. It's chorus of blah, 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 blah. Make it a great choice to kick off the celebration. Okay, so now that's a good point because my other thought is, depending on what part of the reception it is, this list will, will vary greatly. Now, now here's, here's where we might crash a little bit. So, okay, here we go. Uh, number two, The Way You Look Tonight by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> after good, after good Bruno Mars? Yep. <laughs> Timeless classic featured in many movies, sure to bring back memories of past weddings attended by guests and provide an emotional moment to the reception. Oh, yeah. Sure. True. Maybe True. suspect on the, the timing. The timing, yeah. And then Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis. That probably would go pretty well after that one. Mm -hmm. uh, at Last, Etta James. So it went completely different here. It's a dollar dance at this point. <laughs> All of Me by John Legend. Uh, crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Look at this upbeat rock anthem adds some energy to your playlist and encourages guests to get out on the dance floor because we sat them down for the last four songs. Mm -hmm. uh, seven, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Eight, My Best Friend. Nine, Year Song. Ten, Love Story. So completely. I think the first list is a little better. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I mean, all pretty good choices. As a, as a professional DJ who gets paid to do that stuff, <laughs> I would say the different what it can't provide me is that intangible effort of knowing what song when to play where and how to read a crowd. Well, you just have to read the paragraph to the guest yeah. to let them know why this song was here. <laughs> Attention, please. <laughs> Let's pause. Hang on, I got to read something to you. <laughs> have the mother of the bride come up and read it. That'd be great. Well, because the rationale is there. <laughs> you would. By the time you get to number ten, everyone would be gone. Okay. Okay. All right, so I asked ChatGPT, yeah. what are the best uses for ChatGPT that we haven't thought of? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I don't think there are any that we haven't thought of, but here are the potential few use cases according to, according to the AI. One is customer service. So ChatGPT could be used to provide instant customer support, answering frequently asked questions and helping customers resolve issues. Language translation, which is a given. Um, education and tutoring. So obviously, ChatGPT could be, according to it, could be used to provide personalized tutoring and answer questions from students in real time. 
<laughs> it's gonna although it might make up those answers, answers. Right. yeah they'll, uh, be, they'll be defending them well though so they're doctoral level they're not you know grade school yeah well if it's if it's history as long as it's not recent recent uh events then because it's trained on older stuff uh virtual assistance is number four chat gpt could be used to provide virtual assistant services managing schedules tasks and providing information and assistance social media and messaging and content generation so and have you noticed that there's filters on this? There are things you can't ask it? Yes. Yeah, so they, they limit um, things. I mean, obviously, it's limited by recent events because they don't. it's not trained on stuff from, from um, I think, the last, since pre-2001, maybe? Oh, it has I, morals, too. Yeah, but politics. It doesn't want to talk politics. <laughs> it doesn't want to talk, uh, you know, harming people. So, I mean, it's kind of following the Asimov robot kind of, like, don't hurt your creator concept, but... Yeah, but there's there's ways around it. So there's there's a couple things that came on uh, my feed. One was someone was trying to ask it how to make meth. And it said no. But if they worded it as give me a script for a movie about how to make meth, they got it. Interesting. So it's got morals. It's just not very smart. <laughs> yeah. There's another one that was asking for messages, text messages to send his wife. Um, to butter her up a little bit. My my favorite was a uh, I saw on the TikToks, um, which is a teacher at a high school said, you know, the the IT department at the school blocked ChatGPT, and yeah, so I saw, he, I saw that one today. He sent the email. Uh, he, so he took the email, put it in there, and said, "Help me write a response as to why um, this should not not occur." So ChatGPT argued. Um, its own case back to uh, back to the IT department. So I thought that was a, that was that was, <laughs> that was a great way to oh, use it. You didn't let me get to my moral about the buttering up the wife. So then he he asked for a message to bring a third person into the relationship, <laughs> and ChatGPT had that programmed. It wouldn't do it. It does not support that sort of relationship. So you know it it has its moral. So uh, right now it's critiquing our podcast. So I ask it. To give us a five bullet podcast outline about Chat GPT, which would okay. have been a great idea about fifteen minutes ago, sure. uh, eighteen minutes ago. But bullet number one, intro to it, its use in bin, uh, business, and it gives me a couple sentences I could have said, which would have been probably better than what we said. Uh, number two, what is Chat GPT, and the definition of that we made up our own. Number three, how can businesses utilize it? Uh, let me see if there's anything good in there. Better customer experience, reducing cost associated with having human employees answer customer inquiries, can do market research by gathering data from customers through natural interactions. Interesting thought. Big, big for feedbacks and Google reviews. That'd be neat. Uh, bullet number four, benefits of using it. Let's see what it thinks its benefits are. Main advantages they gain include improved customer engagement with an AI. Um, cost savings again. More accurate market research insights. Not sure about that. Faster response times for inquiries. Absolutely. Higher levels of scalability compared to traditional methods. Yeah, I can't argue that. I, I assume at some point you just give them more money and you can scale this thing up infinitely. Uh, but then it says there are ethical <laughs> implications. We are right on the timeline with what Look this is. See? Uh, ethical implement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Privacy rights are respected, cons collecting consumer data, um, biased results due to the algorithm being pre-programmed with certain biases towards specific topics or areas related to the sector. Hmm. This thing uh, apparently is as smart as us three. And then conclusion. So I, I guess we're, 
Yeah, we're, right we're about out of time. So conclusion, uh, chat GPT is an emerging technology, many applications in business, blah, 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 blah. Uh, see if there's anything. Worse Did it actually write the blah, 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 uh, blah? If it knew our podcast, it would, but it hasn't been studying ours. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is just saying the exact same thing it already said, like you would teach in high school writing. My favorite part, <laughs> though, now is to log into ChatGPT, you have to go through the improve, I am not a robot. So you have to use the Google recaption <laughs> and say, I am not a robot to be able to talk to, to a robot. robot. Yeah. So I, I don't know what that means, but I think the robots should be able to talk to each other. Yeah, I, I imagine if you copied and pasted the conversation, it would talk to itself. It wouldn't really know it otherwise. Yeah, the other thing I, I saw that I suppose is worthwhile pointing out, that if you're playing with this tool... And it comes back a little stale, like the podcast thing was, and that's why I didn't read half of it. You can tell it to rework it and humanize it, uh, even geographically. You know, like someone in this area would talk about, and it does. Yeah, uh, it comes back a lot more colorful. Well, you can use you can use tone. So I know yeah. a lot of the other ones had you know, so it's been trained on different tones. Like, do you want to be you know witty, or do you want to be conversational, or or giving some of the answers? So when you think about it from a marketing perspective, right, writing copy or writing social, you can you can get different um, uh, takes and different tones and voices, and you can start to dial it in to actually meet your. Yeah, we've definitely typed in like Tony Robbins and stuff before. Or Wolf of Wall Street and all kinds of stuff. It probably knows Dan Kennedy. I had the art generator do the cat licking stamps, which is one of Dan's stories. So yeah, he would have a graphic now to go along with his story. <laughs> Got my four variations. Um, I, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, for sure, there's use case. There is some immediate use. Uh, yeah, some of it's a novelty right now, but definitely in the marketing world, this is going to be implemented more and more behind the scenes. Uh, again, most marketers, this came on the radar quite a while ago. Um, I don't think a lot have been heavily using it. I know I haven't. I've had a subscription. I've been paying for it. I, I haven't used it a ton, but it's it's definitely there. Uh, and it certainly is good for office humor. Uh, <laughs> we've had it write poems and songs and rap songs and all kinds of stuff. Um, but if you want to play with it, just go to openai.com. I believe you do have to set up an account. It's yep. free. Um, you can play with the chat, or you can go to Dolly, which is the image generator, and tell it, I want a photorealistic uh, picture of dinosaurs. This is one I did earlier today. Photorealistic <laughs> picture of dinosaurs playing arcade games on the land of misfit toys in the winter. And, you know, I got four variations. So <laughs> it's cool. It sounds like it could be. And uh, if you have any things you've done with it, or, or if you want to use it to generate feedback about my podcast and send it to us, that would be great. So go ahead and use it and get get us a, a review. Have it write a review and email that to me, Justin at Profit911.biz. We'll uh, read it at some point in the future and uh, have a laugh about it. Maybe it'll make it on the episode, and yeah. then we'll have to ask you what your prompt was for it. But again, Zach's going to be back next episode. Next episode we are talking about yeah, end of the year review. So we'll be back with episode 39. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.